Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Scratch, the show where we let real stories out. The following is a legacy episode, back when the show used to be called Tuesdays at 2 from 2019. Maybe if we swapped out the word legacy for vintage, these might be worth a little bit more. We hope you enjoy these as we gear up for the new series starting soon. Are you itching for a good story? Welcome to The Scratch. This is Legacy slash Prequel slash Vintage episode number five. This was originally episode 24 of Tuesdays at 2 and was recorded with Elizabeth Newbold. She is the Director of Marketing at United Way of Southern Kentucky, and this episode originally aired on August 6th, 2019. How's it going, everybody? We are back with another episode of Tuesdays at 2 with a crooked, crooked name tag. I have an awesome guest with me today. But we're going to wait for just a second for you all to jump in. So for a, a little bit, unless you can read a title, um, you're just going to have to guess who it is. Mystery. <laughs> no, we, I think we all know who you are. So, I mean, I might as well just jump in. But if you're jumping in for the first time or when you're here, shoot us a comment. Let us know that you're here so that we can engage with you. I always love, especially on the um, live ones, to make sure that we're having that um, back and forth with folks. So... Make sure to come up with some very difficult questions for us. Yes. Or easy questions if you're nice. I don't know. But anywho, if you are a first-time viewer, this is the 24th episode, so where have you been? Yeah. Um, but this is a show called Tuesdays at 2. I'm Sam Kirby. I'm the owner and founder at VidMonster Productions, and I'm happy to do this show on a weekly basis where we get to talk about um, everything. So um, Bowling Green... Um, the state of Kentucky, the video production, marketing, pretty much anything and everything. And we've really converted things into an interview format. So today I have an awesome guest with me. Everybody say hello to Elizabeth Newbold. Hi. You got to do the traditional newscaster thing and be like, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Well, I'm, I'm always here. I know, but I'm glad you're here. Otherwise it would be a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's even awkward when I am here. I mean, that's, that might be part of the appeal of the show. Let me know in the comments yes. if the appeal of the show is that I'm awkward because I can't fix that. And so if that's a problem, tough luck. You're <laughs> going to have to deal with that. So obviously the you know title of this episode, as it is with all of the interview episodes, is meet insert name here. Our insert name for today is Elizabeth. So tell us a little bit about um, what you do, um, what you're doing. We'll start in the now and then we'll run it all the way back. Sure, absolutely. So I am the Marketing and Communications Director at United Way of Southern Kentucky. So handle all communications, website, emails, pretty much anything that needs to get communicated, I'm trying to communicate. Uh, work with all of our agency partners, all the various nonprofits that we work with, as well as community partners, businesses, to try and make events happen that are able to bring in funds that support the local area, um, help all the kids we can, all the people in every area of life that we can. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've often, um, when people ask about what United Way is, I've, and maybe I'm wrong, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but equated it to essentially the nonprofit for nonprofits. Yes. That you all focus on essentially aiding different agencies to continue giving back in the way that they do. Yeah. So we are, one of the awesome things about United Way that some people don't realize is we have a kind of balance and scale system. So anybody that wants funding, whether it be 
for early childhood education, whether it be for emergency funding or whether it be for child advocates, no matter what agency nonprofit wants funding, um, they submit applications. Once we have the funding, uh, there are over a hundred volunteers that allocate uh, that funding. So it's not us sitting in the office saying, oh, this agency should get funding. Everybody has to submit proof that they need it and what they're using it for. And then year over year showing that they're gaining progress in the area that they're seeking to help the community. So it's very um, reassuring to people giving, knowing that it's not just going to nowhere. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. I think the world of the world of nonprofit agencies and um, all of that. By the way, if you hear any background noise, we're still under construction outside. <laughs> In a couple weeks, we're going to do a live episode outside with the guy who's been managing it all. That would be that would be so, a riot. You can start believing me at this point when I said the background noise is people outside. But anywho, um, with nonprofits, it's um, you know everybody seems to be competing for grant funding and for different initiatives so how I guess how do you all make it an easier experience for those nonprofits and communicating those needs so we have a centralized process application process with deadlines and then you know obviously we serve for those of you who don't know we serve a 10 county region so it's a, a it's the Barron River Area District um, and all of those agencies and all those counties submit applications uh, for what they need and then the funding that we have secured, which was over a million dollars this year, um, wow. is kind of divvied out based on, on need um, and then that's, that's, that's how it happens. That's awesome. Yeah. How do you, you, you mentioned that you've got a, a million dollars in, in funding this year. How do you all go about getting those partners and those donors involved and, and, and teaching them, I guess, about United Way and what you're able to do? Absolutely. Well, we have several signature events uh, like the Day of Caring. We just had a record-breaking year um, for the Day of Caring, I'm proud to announce. So over 1,225 volunteers volunteered um, wow. across the 10-county region, helping uh, various nonprofits with over 65 projects. So nonprofits had submitted, uh, and churches or other organizations that are doing good in the community schools, uh, submitted requests for help and then because of the generous hearts of the people in the community we were able to supply those volunteers to accomplish some things that have been on a lot of these nonprofits checklists for months if not years so um awesome. what was your original question the, <laughs> the the original question that's a good question what was yeah the original i got question? so excited about you know a record-breaking year with volunteers i forgot what we were even talking about um oh the ways in which people can get connected and get connected and engaged and how you do that so you were talking about events yeah so day of caring was one yeah day of caring uh, we have a whiteout game at wku i believe september 28th at 6 p.m uh so we're gonna pack the stands with people wearing shirts that say Live United, just promoting that message that we're all in this together, that our community is as good as it is when we all work together. Um, handbags for Hope, we had a record-breaking year uh, this June. Uh, lots of people buying handbags to support early childhood education. Um, and then 
one of the big things that's about to kick off is campaigns inside of companies. So really? uh, we do employee giving opportunities and people can have a dollar uh, taken out of their paycheck every month and you think of you know 200 people in a company then that's multiplied uh, and a lot of times those employers will match it so that's where the majority of our funding comes through is people just giving a little amount um, multiplied over dozens of companies across our 10 county region that's a really good idea I've actually I've never heard of it being structured that way but I think when you get people on a regular schedule with stuff and they kind of know what they're committing to on a monthly basis and then you scale that it yeah, seems absolutely. like that's something that could be really really effective well and then you know for that employee if I'm giving you know a dollar every paycheck a year um, or even five dollars that money is being split up between dozens if not hundreds of local agencies to help make people's lives better so even though you can't necessarily be in there on the ground it's providing the workers the opportunity to serve kids or, or serve a single mother or serve somebody who lost their house and meet those needs that we, you know, at work every day may not be able to, to meet. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a background in nonprofits or where, where did your, I mean, you can tell when somebody is in a role and they're really into it and passionate about it and that's what I can definitely see. I mean, you've only been there like a month so far <laughs> Yeah. and you're already so just on it where does that drive come from so I would say I'd take it back to when I was 10 years old um, I remember being in a class and uh, there was a 10 year old girl that was deaf and she couldn't communicate with anyone really um, and I went to my parents and I said I want to learn sign language so I can talk with Heather that's the girl's name and Thankfully, there was a lady in the community who offered to teach me sign language for almost free. Wow. And because of that, I was able to communicate with Heather and then went on uh, as an early teenager to work in deaf schools throughout Central and South America. And that kind of, uh, for me, opened my eyes up to that there's a world much bigger than my problems, you know, my daily struggles as a teenager. And so I think even back when I was a teenager, I always had the desire to work for a nonprofit, whether that be an adoption agency in a deaf school or now I'm thankful to be working at United Way and to help people see the stories behind um, somebody in need. That it's not just they're in need and okay, it's not my problem, but oftentimes it's, it's not their fault that they're in the situation they are in or we as a community have a responsibility to help them walk down the path of life in a better way. So, and the, and the path the pathways aren't so clear for people. Yeah. It's not it's not as easy as oh, sometimes you know, go and get this job. Yeah, absolutely. for people, or you know, if only you did this. Certainly, you can make suggestions, but everybody's life is different. Exactly. And so you all are able to kind of reach people in different ways. So, yeah, that's awesome. So I've been very fortunate uh, before United Way I worked at companies that were very uh, benevolent uh, at Camping World we were given uh, several days off a year to volunteer and that wow. was one of my favorite things about working there is I always worked with 
um, Angel Tree or any of the programs around Christmas that I could that would help kids uh, volunteering at the Hope House with their Christmas, affordable Christmas. Um, and then at Pan Austin, where I was before United Way, I was blessed to partner with the Hope House to work with their program living. Um, and they made wood furniture, which we were able to sell on Etsy and various things. So anytime in my career, I've always looked for jobs, which gave me the ability to help others. And now I get to do it full time. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. How does it feel? Like, are you feeling really fulfilled, I guess, with what you're doing and where you're going with that? Yeah. I know every day when I come into the office uh, and send 8,000 emails and <laughs> try and uh, manage things, that everything I'm doing is for somebody else's benefit. Um, at the end of the day, I just feel so very thankful that my job is to help others. I mean, I can't really think of anything that would be better. That's awesome. Yeah. So, United Way of Southern Kentucky, are you originally from Southern Kentucky? No, I'm not. Okay, explain explain to us. I've th I think I've done this with everybody where I tell them, okay, so we're here. How did how did you get here? Like, what, what did that look like yeah. for you? So, I was born and raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, loved growing up there. So thankful to have grown up there. Um, you can hear that in the way you said the word Tennessee. Yes. Tennessee. There's a second, <laughs> you, you pronounce the other E. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so, and then when I was 20, um, after some health problems in late high school, I, I wasn't able to go to college right away. So when I was 20, I moved to New York to the cold, which I'm not a big fan of. And, um, <laughs> went to college there and got my degree in organizational management um, from Roberts Wesleyan University. Uh, and that whole time I was in college, I was working full-time for Camping World. And so when it came near graduation, um, anybody that's in Bowling Green that has heard my story has probably heard this uh, corny line. The regional manager at Camping World said, uh, I know you want to go to a beach and someplace warm, but I'm going to send you to Beach Bend, Kentucky. And I was like, there's no beach there. But I knew that the corporate <laughs> headquarters were here and that um, it was a great opportunity. And I was thankful for the opportunity to get to work uh, for them in three states. So that's, that's awesome. what brought me here. And then so they brought you here. Yep. And then uh, and then a while after that, I was contacted by a recruiter on behalf of uh, Pan Austin, which I was blessed to work at for three and a half years before the opportunity to do what I love full-time opened up at uh, United Way. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm always interested in what brings people here. I mean, I'm my story in coming here isn't that entertaining. It's pretty much what everybody else's is. Well, maybe not everybody else if they're Bowling Green native, but came here for school, started working, or started a business, and stayed. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens. Yeah, I'm, I've uh, definitely had an interesting interesting life people are like oh you're from bowling green no oh you're from chattanooga yes but there's also a middle piece so it's definitely a progressional story gotcha so with um with coming here to bowling green i mean you you went to new york and you brought somebody back with you yes okay so my awesome husband nick <laughs> i'm curious if he's watching live if he is he needs to comment if not we're about to just launch into it i think he had like three back to back meetings today so not sure, but we'll see. Gotcha. Well, he's he's busy in that new role. So, what is I guess how did how did you all meet? Like, how did that yeah. occur? And then how did he react to being like, 
you know, wanting to leave New York because he is native to that area, right? Yes, he's yeah. from he's from Rochester, New York, uh, born and raised there. So we were in college together, and I worked for the president's office. It was very busy. I was working like almost 60 hours on top of school, so managed the men's basketball team. And uh, Nick, Nick was kind of uh, the – he always says he was in the crowd you didn't want to know. Um, so he was kind of laid back. Um, not shy, but just kind of mysterious. Always had his hat backwards, totally different from uh, me working in the president's office. I told him he had mm -hmm. like 0% chance of dating me. And uh, <laughs> I guess he took that as a challenge because here we are almost 10 years later. So he, wow. he would show up with coffee, bring my girls cookies. He, he just went above and beyond to show his kindness and his kindness and consistency eventually won me over. He didn't want to stay in New York. He doesn't like the cold. So um, it worked out for us to relocate after college. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not like you don't get cold here. You get everything. Yeah. So today, for example, it's kind of mildly hot. It's been up to 9,900 degrees yeah. um, this past summer. And then like it'll just dip down randomly. I think a couple of days ago it was like in the low 60s. Yeah. It, I mean, so it like gets heat. cold, but not like bone chilling negative 10 for weeks on time. Like it was just so cold. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be about that. I'm not a summer person either, though. Like I'm into like that upper 50s, lower 60s area, like mid October with a jacket sort of deal. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I love the heat. Like I love running when it's like 85 degrees out. I'm just that weirdo. Really? But, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be one of us, right? Right. <laughs> so, you all are both super involved and I don't understand how you do everything you do and still sleep <laughs> I really don't get it so you all are like starting to flip houses and do that sort of stuff yeah so it ties back into both of us wanting to make a difference um, somebody recently said why, why are you flipping houses and for me it's uh, we wanted to have something that someday we're able to be above and beyond generous. I mean, now we try and help people out when we can, but eventually someday we just want to be able, if somebody's looking for a short-term apartment situation, maybe uh, they came on a bad situation or their house burnt down or, or whatever, to provide them a space that they can rest up and recover. Or mm -hmm. um, one thing we talked about years ago um, when we were newlyweds is we'd love to have a property in like Savannah, Georgia or someplace where if we see couples um, that we know and young professionals or even individuals that need that getaway because the, there's so many people in our communities in our lives that get fatigued whether it's from work whether it's from family uh, whether it's from school and to have a property where we can say hey listen uh, as long as there's a calendar opening you can go for free and just recharge your batteries and provide something that most people don't get the opportunity to do you know if their finances mm -hmm. are thin they may not be able to go on vacation and provide them with a getaway um, so just providing those ways to, to help others so uh, right now we're flipping a house in Plano. It'll be done hopefully in a week. So if anybody's looking mm -hmm. for a two bedroom, three be uh, three bedroom, two bath house, um, we're hoping to create people's, you know, dream homes on a budget. So, I mean, you all are the Bowling Green, Chip and Joanna Gaines. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've said that to you multiple times, but it's like, it's really entertaining to see the way you're doing that. And there's a lot of like house flipping shows, obviously, but like when it's people, you know, and it's local, it's different. 
So is that on your, just your Facebook or is that on your Instagram? Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Okay. Well, if you haven't checked it out, you need to check out her uh, Instagram. We'll, we'll make a comment of it. Awesome. So people need to see that. And then it's not just that. So you're super passionate about um, nonprofits and about helping people and about giving back. You've got a great story to come here. Uh, you're flipping the houses and now you're also, well, this isn't now. You've done this for a while. You and Nick are both very heavily involved in BGYP. Yeah. Uh, Bowling Green Young professionals, professionals. Yeah, when we moved here, we both realized that if we were gonna live here, we needed to dig in. Um, a lot of people in Bowling Green, if you grew up here, you know everyone. And so coming in from a different state, both of us, um, we realized we wanted to get to know people and get to know the culture and get to know the history. And so Bowling Green Young Professionals provided us with that opportunity. We were very blessed to get plugged in several years ago and it's almost doubled in size since we joined. And so that's been really exciting um, being on the board of directors, just seeing that growth and people get excited and make connections. I mean, I think that's how we met was through a chamber event, pretty mm -hmm. sure. Um, but most of the connections that we've made in the community have been through Bowling Green Young Professionals or the chamber. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll I'll tell you. I mean, especially when you're in, like when we were in kind of our starting phases, like in college, and trying to engage with people, and try and get to know folks. Sometimes walking into just a big chamber event where people are you know twice your age or more yeah. like mm -hmm. can be a little intimidating. So to have a group that's dedicated on young professionals and young growth and focus on the future it's really nice yeah it's amazing how many different industries the young professionals encompasses i mean there's chiropractics uh lawyers realtors marketing professionals uh videographers there's just so many different industries represented in that you know fairly small 150 person group but hopefully someday it won't be small it'll be 500 a mm thousand -hmm. people but mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. I mean, in Bowling Green, which I found is just increasingly small business centric, it's always good to build a network mm -hmm. of people. And so having connections with people who are not only professionals, I mean, professionals is an important part of that, but also are kind of in that younger age. So I think, is it anybody 40 and younger? Yes. Like younger, any younger than 40? Or if you're 40, you're screwed. Once you're 41, I think is when you age out, you know, typically. Uh, so it's 40 and you can be 40 and be in it but after that that's the, that's the line okay well you heard it here folks if you're over 40 you're officially old uh, i didn't say that exactly i think she Sam. i think she said that I I, so. no I, th I think she did i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> well i think this has been awesome yeah i've yeah, enjoyed and, it and, and thank you for being here and for just for being so forthcoming with your story and your passions and all of that yeah Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Do you know Josh Givens? Who is Josh Givens? Uh, What's up, Josh Givens? I, I am. Do we know each on other? The fence. I don't know. Oh. Gotcha. Got some other people with us too. Yeah, lots of faces I know. Mhm. Mm but yeah, again, if you're watching, if you're watching even later, make a comment. Let us know you're here. We're trying to build this community around the show digitally as well. So. Like we said, it's important to just network and kind of build that group of people. So with that being said, I'm, again, just super happy with everything that's gone on with the show and, and just how everything has been. I have been blown away by life just the past month. That's awesome. It's a good place to be. 
Mm -hmm. So it's um, it's taken a lot of work, um, but not only just with VidMonster, but with the show and the viewership. And I mean, this is the 24th episode. I never would have thought, even though I used to put myself on camera back when I was a kid, that this would have turned into something like legitimate that people are well, into watching, and that people watch. So. And then, well, great. <laughs> I'm Got glad. One I'm glad the people above you know that you know for a half hour every Tuesday they're they're losing losing network. No, no, no. Lunch breaks like the following day. Mm -hmm. If you're watching <laughs> this and you're at work, tag your boss. Tell them. Okay, maybe maybe you don't need to. I don't know. Anywho, guys, this is Elizabeth Newbold, United Way of Southern Kentucky. Thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me, and thank you for watching. Yeah, this has been awesome. So, get another awesome episode of Tuesdays at 2. If you all need anything or have any ideas for the show, like I always say, it's something that's evolving and changing. My email just went by there. Do you want to do a live stream like this? We'll get to it in a second. We'll just wait until my email comes up. But anywho, while it's on the way in, um, if you have any ideas for the show, this is something that I like to see consistently evolving and growing and turning into something that everybody wants to watch. And we're talking about topics that people enjoy and interviewing people that people like. So, Thanks. Hopefully. Hey, you're hopefully. very well liked. <laughs> so, again, if you have any ideas about the show, if you think this is something you might even want to do for your business, feel free to reach out. There I am. There I am. Sam at VidMonsterProductions.com. Or you could Google so. you probably and it would come up. Probably. That's weird to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I Google Anywho. everyone. True. Um, but yeah, just feel free to reach out if you have ideas about the show. And again, thanks so much for tuning in. We're happy to have you. And make sure to uh, tune again next week for another episode of Tuesday 2. Tuesday.